0: you by Barfoot and Thompson. On the show today we welcome back our fabulous Vanessa Williams from realestate.co.nz looking back at 2023 but getting the crystal ball out and talking 2024, welcome to Property Matters. Welcome along to another Monday, weather's changing a little bit here in Auckland, it's that sudden feeling isn't it Vanessa that summer may leave us.
1: Oh, kia ora Stephen <laughs> and kia ora to all of our listeners. Oh my goodness, what happened to summer?
0: I know, I know, although, you know, family saying, but the gardens need it, you know. <laughs> so the
1: plants are happy.
0: They probably do, they probably do, but I'd like it to come back for a few more weeks yet. I, I'd like that feeling of summer to last till Easter if we can.
1: I agree, and we've got an early Easter this year, 29th yeah, of March. We
0: have, We have, so then it's not much to ask for, surely.
1: Oh, I agree, <laughs> totally agree, Too, Not much, not much to ask for at all.
0: So lovely to have you back.
1: Thank you for having me back. What a treat. Oh, it's
0: great to have you here. And for our listeners, if they haven't caught up with you before, tell us a little bit about you, your role at realestate.co.nz and what mischief you get up to.
1: Oh, absolutely. So mischief is a great word for what I get up (laughs) to. Look, I have the absolute privilege at realestate.co.nz of looking after our marketing and our media teams. And part of that is all this fabulous property data Mm. that we have. And what is um, why I say that's a real privilege is that we've actually been around since 1996 so um, my joke there Stephen which you're welcome to laugh or not at is that you know when Google started in 1998 we had a website for two years but nobody could find it (laughs) (laughs) but look it's been it's been a journey and so we have some fabulous property data but what that allows us to do is see trends and see information over quite a long period of time and and we actually are um, industry owned so that what that means is the real estate Institute of New Zealand and the big five real estate agencies across New Zealand, they actually own us to make sure that Kiwis out there, landlords, investors, um, property owners, that they have a cost-effective place that they can market their properties online, which is set up, as I said, mm. in 1996, but um, that that's sort of the heart behind what we do is making sure that well, people who wanna market their properties have a place, an awesome place to do so.
0: Your laugh. I went to a show on the weekend, and there was a couple of young people sitting beside us. And at one point, it was set in the eighties, and at one point, the actor on the stage d- dialed up to the internet <laughs> and it did the whole ding ding and all the noise that it used to make. Cool, and I okay. just looked at these young people beside, and they honestly had no idea, no idea what was happening. Um, I digress. Interesting though, w- the way you just mentioned that how your company is is owned. Is that quite unique? Do you think, in a New Zealand business sense, to be actually sort of owned by all the different people collectively feeding in the information.
1: Yeah, I think from it's a, quite cool. a it's, it's, very ve- cool. it's very cool. Yeah, I think from a New Zealand sense, there's not many businesses, and also globally, we're actually only one of three property portals across the globe that has is owned by the industry. Um, they used to have that in the Australian market, where the um, the institutes across the different states also owned property portals, mm. but they moved across away from that with um, realestate.com.au com and domain taking the lion's share, um, but. Sweden is actually the other um, sort of big property portal that um, is 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 industry owned. And look, I think that allows that ability for you know there should be some control over what happens and how those sort of property portals come to market and what features and benefits mm. and also pricing happens. Yeah,
0: yeah, cool. And how very fair to be owned by all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so look, you're very passionate about property and real estate. What is it that you love so much about property?
1: I am very passionate. That that's a that's a great way a way to position me. Um, look, I what I what really excites me about property is that I, I genuinely believe that property ownership should be a right, not a privilege here in New Zealand. And I think that I love to talk about it and give people inspiration and hope and allow them to be able to help support their journey with information and data that will help them get to where they need to go because, you know, I I honestly believe that everybody, there's an an opportunity for everybody in every market, we just need to search for it and I do, I love the fact that it is part of our DNA as Kiwis, I mean I I quite often write in our releases and the like saying, you know, Kiwis definitely have a love affair with property and that hasn't gone and I think, you know, COVID tells us that we saw some remarkable increases over that time because as I say, what Kiwi's love property Mm. and travel. We couldn't travel, so there was a very concentrated, yeah, concentrated love for that property. But I think that we see it as part of our DNA here in New Zealand. And you know, I I can't turn up to a barbecue and somebody goes, "Oh, Vanessa, I wanted to talk to you. Is it a good time to buy?" Is it, you know? So, and and I love talking to people, helping people, but underpinning that with the experts and the data to help them to make those decisions. I think is really important as well.
0: Look. I often joke you're the queen of data, (laughs) and I've got this vision of you sitting at work and at home with multiple Excel spreadsheets keeping (laughs) the Microsoft world alive. I could be totally wrong. might just be a vision. But how do you gather all this data? for the reports?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, you're not too far off with that vision <laughs> there, Stephen. I might have a tiara on my head as well. i just <laughs> look a little bit fancy with my Excel. For
0: tomorrow, team, if you're listening, yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, there's a few ways in which we collect data. So firstly, we take on listings, so that being houses that are for sale or for rent or farms or commercial properties, either for lease or for sale. So we take that those listings from the real estate industry and we pop them onto our website and that helps us to indicate supply. So that tells us what is available for sale, for lease or for rent at any one given time. Now there's two ways in which we measure supply or stock. So we have the the total pool of homes that's available right now in the market, whether that be that they were listed in 2007 or they were listed today. Mm -hmm. And then the other indicator that we look at is new listings coming onto the market. Now that tells us how busy vendors or investors or you know property owners are within that given month and we will often compare it to the year prior. Now what that tells us is how many sort of how yeah how hot the property market is at the moment, and then we tipper that with the other side of the lovely economics, um, the other lovely economics graph is, is demand. So how many people are on the website? What are they doing when they're on the website? So as an example, in COVID we saw this big rush of people come to the website, but there was only a smaller portion of them that were quite serious. So perhaps it was more of a browsing. What do we do? What's going to happen? I'm talking early COVID here, and then as the market, because I think the predictions from economists in that very early COVID days, so sort of March 2020, was all doom and gloom. Kiwis are going to lose 30% of the value in their houses, right? And we went, oh my goodness, what is going to happen here? And quite counter to that, the exact opposite happened. And so what that meant was, is that we had a lot of people looking, but not a lot of people transacting. So we could see the data on the website. But then that quite swiftly turned into a lot of people searching, but also a lot of people transacting so it just showed the serious nature and that levels up and down mm. depending on the market depending on interest rates depending on bright line tests a whole bunch of economic factors so that's sort of how we look at demand and we temper that with the supply that comes in for, for houses
0: okay all right that makes sense i believe you uh so then <laughs> the let, let's look back then on 2023 now walk us through what did you see around the country when it came to your data and and last year
1: Yeah, it was a very, very interesting year, 2023. Now, I've been doing this for about nine years, and I haven't actually seen, so I looked at the total amount of property in terms of average asking prices that was listed last year. And go on, can you you give me a guess, Stephen? How many billion you think were on the site last year? How many billion? How many billion? I gave you a clue there, didn't I?
0: Let's go for... 12.
1: 12 billion. Oh, goodness. Well, he's not getting the chocolate fish, I'll tell you that much. So, we had $97 billion worth of property hit the market last year. Now, everyone does go, Wow, that's amazing. Mm. Actually, the year prior to that, Was just over 126 billion. So that's a combination. So we're talking about 2022 there, about 126 billion, and looking at last year, around 97 billion. Now, a lot of people ask me, so what was happening then? There was two factors that were involved in that. Not only did we see asking prices come backwards, which we all know off that high of COVID needed to happen. Yep. But we also saw a reduction in the number of houses that were listed onto the onto the market. So we saw only around ninety thousand houses come onto the market during twenty twenty three, which was a drop of around twelve percent. So, you know, we, we there was there was that mixture of both lack of housing coming onto the market and and when you look at the economic factor, Stephen, last year, we had the crazy weather events. Mm. Mm. We had cost of living, real challenges. We actually had an election year, yep. and that really affects people in their decision-making. And also everyone was nervous about what was happening with interest rates. And so all of those pieces put... Into an uncertain year of an election year meant that there was a lot of hesitation around people buying and selling, and then therefore which dropped prices. So, twelve billion mm. wasn't even close, my friend. No,
0: uh, no, no. <laughs> don't win the chocolate fish. I'll keep trying. But um,
1: Ninety-seven billion was what we looked at last year.
0: Do you find then sort of where does it sit versus say two thousand and nineteen, that pre-pandemic? Are you needing to compare your data quite a bit to those times as well?
1: Yes, and and. That's, that's really interesting because when you are comparing, the, the property market is very cyclical, and I think we'll get into this in a bit, but it, it is very much a, a sort of a trend piece. Most people like to transact when their houses are looking beautiful and the gardens are looking tidy, as you can well imagine. And so that doesn't really change except for when we saw 2020, 2021 and 2022 when everything was sort of out the window. There were predictions that were right and or wrong and or quite crazy. There were lockdowns that happened. There were different parts of the there was a lot of uncertainty, different parts of the country were locked down, others weren't and so that real seasonality kind of went out the window really. Mm-hmm. So what we look at as we go, right, what what is a more normalised year? And that was 2019. So that's where we kind of compare it to. Now, basically for the last sort of five years, it was well over, I'm talking about the total property that was listed in any 12-month period, it was well over that 110 to $120 million mark. So to see it drop back into... To about ninety, sorry, one ten to one twenty billion billion. Yep. billion get mm-hmm. that, get that. Be right. <laughs> um, so to see it drop under the hundred million billion dollar mark was quite a. Um, it was quite surprising, is what I'll say. I, I really didn't quite expect it to be quite that low. Mm.
0: You mentioned before, you know, the elections play a part next year's local body elections. Mm. Does that impact real estate the same or is that more developers that are perhaps watching for sort of more localised law changes around developments?
1: Yeah, I don't think the localised um, elections have as much impact on sort of really everyday lives, let alone the property market. I think they're sort of less publicised. I mean, I I think everybody should get out and vote. You know, (laughs) you can't complain if you don't vote. Um, You know, exercise your right to do so. But, you know, that that sort of does, it's not as as impactful as the general election where there are, people get nervous, right? Whether there's a change or whether there's not. Kiwis just, uh, this will be my third election I've gone through, is that uh, irrespective of the outcome, people people in Kiwis just get a bit nervous because they're not sure what's going to happen. And when you are transacting one of the biggest Mm. assets of your life, you do want a bit of certainty, which is fair enough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Was there a number one surprise from last year or something that really shook you
1: what was very interesting indeed was that we saw for the first seven months so january february march april may june and july and december all saw the lowest new listings on record for that month Oh. I was like, that's eight months out of 12 mm. where we saw of any given month that that dropped back as a record. Um, so we've been sort of collecting data in a robust format for 17 years. And to see those lowest listings, I was shocked month after month. And I actually said a couple of times to the data people, Would you just check this <laughs> for me, please? Are you sure it's again? Yeah. Um, so that really surprised me. I didn't quite. Um, understand how much the vendors were quite nervous about the environment that they were operating mm. in.
0: We have a lot of uh, sales agents that listen to our show because obviously we're about investing. That was a tough year for them.
1: Mm, absolutely. Especially coming
0: out of, I guess, the highs, but the, the strangeness of COVID into last year was a bit of a slap back into reality.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot less listings and a lot more people fighting for those listings. Um, and then again, of course, trying to tipper. Where, where is that? Where is the value of that property as well? Because that was changing quite quickly. Now, mm-hmm. I think if we if we do a bit of a history lesson. So, twenty twenty, we saw the um, an average national average asking price increase by about ten percent. Twenty twenty one, it went up twenty one percent. 2022 dropped back by around 10% and last year it was dead flat. Wow. So it was very interesting to watch how that all happened and I do think that while it was sort of flat over the year, I do think that there was a lot of nervousness that hung over from the previous mm. year in those drops and we really haven't seen a drop like that in a very, very long time.
0: What was the biggest I guess, learning from 2023 that you would take in to 2024, especially from a data perspective?
1: What I think is very interesting is that we have got some suppressed property buyers and sellers out there. So there is, I would say, 2023 was the year of if you had to transact, you did. Right. If you were, maybe, should we, could we look at it? If you didn't have to transact, I think those are the people that did not transact. Last year. So, what I would say is, and looking at the last two months, because we're goodness, how are we at March almost on Friday?
0: Fine in, yep.
1: <laughs> so, but looking at the first two months of this year, we are seeing really strong listing numbers. We are seeing Kiwis get back on the website. They are driving interest. They are driving more inquiries. They're saving a lot more properties than they have been. So, I do think that. There was a, there's a, 2023 taught us that there's quite a suppressed market in terms of the listings mm. and we're starting to see them flow through now. I wouldn't say it's a dam burst just yet. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a few economic factors that are holding that back, but absolutely, I think we've got some transactions that need to happen and they look like they're coming to market already.
0: Good. I wonder how many people raided the deposit that they were saving last year just to travel and oh. when actually, we just need to do it. We've been cooped up for a few years, but also with a few things happening around the world, there's also that, actually, let's go now while we can and just yeah. make sure, you know, and I do wonder how many sa- deposits that might have been close They <laughs> just oh, got raided, yeah. especially younger ones. Um, were there towns or cities that were sort of the biggest winners or losers in 2023 that stood out for you?
1: Yeah, so um, regional New Zealand this year looked like it was um, sort of the standouts. Um, so the regions that were less affected By those new listing drops were um, Coromandel, Nelson Bay's, Marlborough, Canterbury, and Southland. So Mm -hmm. the the strong in the South Island there, they were all they while they were still down, they were down less than five percent. But if we look at the the losses, shall we say? Gisborne, new listings were down by 36%. And I probably would attribute that to some of the weather challenges that were in that Mm, region in the last year, um, which was a real challenge. And um, actually the biggest fall in prices was Auckland um, back by 9.5% and Wellington back 9%. And so that's really interesting because typically when we see a... Shift. we do see the major centres go first and then regional New Zealand kind of catches up a little bit afterwards. But the only thing I will say is that the one that continues to surprise me that will just not play ball with any trend that is going across any other region in New Zealand is Central Otago Lakes District. It just hit $1.6 million as an average last month. And I just, I'm like, when is it going to stop?
0: yeah. Brilliant. Some people who invested a few years ago will be smiling.
1: They'll have huge (laughs) smiles. My goodness. And you think about that because Auckland's sitting around 1.1, 1.15 million. So there's almost half a million delta between Mm. that region and our biggest economic powerhouse, which is quite phenomenal really.
0: Hugely. All right, get your crystal ball out, give it a polish. Now, I know it's nearly March, so you've already got some data, I'm sure. Mm. When we look forward at 2024 and coming out of summer now, how did January fare? Have we got off to a good start?
1: We have actually we came out of the blocks hot which was great genuinely great to see. Now that was a 10% increase in new listings coming onto the market this January when we compare it to last January which again w- w- was a great I'm remembering that last January was the lowest January we've ever seen on record but we're starting to get back to those I'll call them an earmarks there Normal levels. Yep. So normal levels is around eight to ten thousand homes come onto the market, and you know we were sitting around that nine and a half thousand for last month, which is we're starting to get back to normal, which is you know which is a really nice mm. piece. Um, average asking prices a slight rise, nothing to be super concerned about, but it is really good to see that starting to move in the right direction as well. Um, the total pool of homes available still around that twenty six thousand thousand home mark. That's right across the moat right across New Zealand. So we're starting, we've come out the blocks hot. February's already looking pretty strong. Yeah. Um, one of our strongest, um, P, uh, we call it a user month. So that's users of our website are up really strong. But they're not only the that big jump in people coming, but they're also inquiring with real estate agents. They're looking at property management. They are, you know, getting the save, saving properties. So it's really good to see them not only there and browsing, but also there transacting as well. So it's, it's been a really good start to 2024.
0: And your predictions for the rest of the year?
1: I think we're going to see a very interesting year. Now, there have been some election promises that have come Mm. out very strongly. Now, what's going to happen with the investor market is a great question, I think. And we've got some interest around the Brightline test. Where will that net out? Um, We've also got the interest deductibility how is that going to fare and when is it, when is it actually going to change is it going to do a phased rollout or phased roll in should I say there is also the talk around the debt to income ratios which are looking around potentially around middle of the year so there's a lot of chat about different areas and what I will say is that over the past few years there has been rules in place that have suppressed our investor market so we have seen that there have been less investors in the market and actually the first home buyers are kind of taken over they've gone right well if, we're, if I'm not having to compete with an investor I'll go and get myself a property which again wonderful I think I think that's that's awesome to get people on the ladder but now how will that change and I think that that's going to be a very interesting it's going to be a very interesting piece and how the debt to income ratios because from what I've been reading about the debt to income the the people who will be hindered the most will be those who are looking to invest should they want to add to their portfolio um so I think that 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 tussle between the reserve bank and and what the legislation that comes in from the new government will be interesting. Um, but I mean, it's, it's been good. We've had some fa- fantastic, you know, few months of first home buyers getting onto the ladder, which I think is mm, positive again. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. Um, and I think what is going to happen with interest rates? I mean, that's a mm. sixty four thousand dollars question, really, isn't yeah. it? Um, I did see that BNZ this week or in the last last few days have decided to go early. I mean, slight increase. Uh, sorry, slight decreases, but they have seen that. And I believe we're down for another um, OCR review. on Wednesday day aren't we Mm. so all of those factors are going to be really interesting
0: so much plays into your data Mm. do do you see trends that could say like the best time to buy or sell in a year is there certain months that are better than others
1: yeah i think it depends on who you are and your buying personality yeah Mm -hmm. so when we look at it transactions are lower in winter So there are less listings bopping about usually, and there also are typically less buyers. So most people don't want to get out on a rainy Sunday and go and have a look at open homes. So if you're someone who likes a bit more of a quieter market, and again, this is typical, um, you know, as I said during COVID we're all out the window but typically if you decide that look I'm I'm more of a relaxed buyer I don't really want to be in a mass amount of competition and I'm okay with less choice then perhaps winter is is the time for you to Mm. transact however spring those sort of people start to get their house ready around September October and November great listing months so if you're after a bit of variety a bit of choice you do want to see how houses look when the spring blossoms Mm. are out then you know then that's also a time. And
0: we do like to be in by Christmas. There is something cool about always being in, in your new home by Christmas. There's yeah. this
1: strange deadline we yeah. put on ourselves. must catch
0: up. Well then we've got the holidays to do all the things around the house yeah. that we've said we want to do. Although yeah. I guess sometimes that's vice versa. You use the holidays to get the current house looking amazing to sell.
1: And and that would be our last time that it's quite busy is around that February, March time. Mm. So again, a lot of people come on from holiday and go right, Do you know what, we need a change. We need an extra bedroom or we need less bedrooms to vacuum or we'd like an outhouse or whatever it might be. Mm. So that's another busy listing time that we're right in the peak of actually at the moment at the end of February, you know, beginning of March.
0: We focus a lot on sales when we catch up, but of course you, you, you've got a huge other part of your real estate Z mm. which is the rental side. Mm. Are you already seeing any trends or information in that side of the space? What are people looking for or what sort of numbers are transacting over there?
1: Yeah, the, the rental space is such a hot market yeah. and I think, you know, as I alluded to earlier with investors being, uh, the rules around investors to su- kind of suppress that market, I do wonder if it's had a flow-on effect to the lack of investment properties that are in the market, so therefore the, the lack of uh, homes for those who are looking to rent. Now, we have seen a big jump in the number of people searching on the website in in the rental space, especially from overseas. Now, that Uh, would probably marry up with our um, people coming into the country, Mm. our immigrant policy, which is, you know, it's been... The numbers have been phenomenal. So we've got a lot of people coming into the country at the moment, and unless they are... In Australia or Singapore, you can't actually buy pro- under the Overseas Investors Act without special dispensation. You actually can't buy property here in New Zealand, so they are going to have to come in and rent properties. So there has been a phenomenal amount of... Visitors to the website, also inquiries on properties. Yep, we're absolutely seeing a lot of that. Um, what I would say as well is that, you know, it, it's about um, working out if you are a, a, a renter out there, you know, h- how is it that you can speak to the, your local property management and, you know, let them know yeah. that you are, you know, get yourself your references ready, make sure that you have got all of your information so that when a property comes up that matches your search criteria, that, you know, you're top of the pile and you've kind of got everything um, ready. For you know, we we really love amazing tenants as we all do, Mm. and so it's just um, making sure you're a step above above everybody else in that in that sector as well, because it is a very very hot market at the moment.
0: So competitive, and your rental site, similar to your sales, is only licensed property managers or or licensed companies are advertising through you, so you're not getting the private landlord space. So it's not
1: at the moment. It's
0: a good filter down to (laughs) sort of quality property managers
1: property management at the mm. moment yeah, yeah it is yeah we are working out whether um, you're sort of looking at opening that up in the future just because what people want is they want to be able to have everything one stop shop yeah mm. and that's where um, we do sort of um, sometimes lose out with those consumers because they're like well you know I want to go somewhere that has all of the one stop mm. shop so yeah it's just about working out the best way to make sure we're satisfying the consumer needs in that space um, but yeah well, it's it, what we want to make sure is that if you are looking for a property managed property, that it is very obvious on the yeah. website and that you can filter out those because, you know, it's important to some people that they're yeah. like, you know what, I want to be able to have someone like in contact.
0: And it's that safety sometimes. You just Absolutely. feel safer knowing that that person's available 24-7 yeah. if needed. yeah,
1: And pro- professionally managed, right? Yeah. It, it, it yeah. is a professional. I'm not saying that there aren't Yep. you know private landlords that don't do it professionally but you know, the, you know property managers that is that is their game, that is mm. their job and they're there to look after you so you know I think it's important that we can offer both mm, you know mm. for I consumers. Just,
0: I love your site because I'm super fussy so I can <laughs> go into your filters and go exactly what I need and then it only brings up nine listings I need to look at not hundreds and hundreds and filter through it and I love that, I love that searchability is really good, something you've worked on as a, a company for, for a while.
1: Yeah and that's something that we pride ourselves on and we Actually, have the privilege of doing because we are not, you know, because we don't have different arms to our business. We are totally dedicated to property. We actually have the privilege of creating mm. all of these fabulous ones. So, someone was telling me the other day that they just absolutely love it because they cannot, they just can't wrap their head around auctions and negotiations. Mm, and I right. said, oh, okay, so, but on your site, I can just search by fixed price offer. Yeah, I said, well, yeah. you're really narrowing your search there, my darling. <laughs> but you know, if that works for you, but you know, a lot of people don't know that, that if, yeah. you know, as an example, if you're a first home buyer and wanting to use your KiwiSaver, so you can't transact by auction, you might want to just filter those mm. out of your search and that, you know, our site allows you to do that, which our competitors don't. But yeah, we have the absolute privilege of being able to create a site that's just totally dedicated to property.
0: And when your CEO was in last year talking a lot about AI and how that's sort of integrating in there as well, is that something that's continuing to develop?
1: Yeah, we love using um, some of the, Okay, it's just fascinating out there with, with what you can do. And, you know, I think Sarah must have spoken about it, but just, you know, even um, we quite often on rental properties or on homes for sale, there will be a floor plan. Mm. And you know, a lot of real estate agents will feed it through to us in the middle of photos, and people can't find it. So we're utilising AI to pull it out, yeah, put it right at the now. front, and it's and it's great, right? Because you know, you, you might we might have had to hire a person to do that, yeah. um, but now you know we can deploy that person to do something that we need more creative brains on, and you know, just use the lovely machines out there and go right, pull these out for us because that's what consumers want, especially yeah. in the in the property management oh, yeah. space. Actually,
0: definitely more so. Yeah, yeah we're, we're seeing a yeah. lot of
1: those um, come through now, which is because it helps people who are looking online to see the configuration of the house. And I think it's awesome. Mm. Mm.
0: Do you think still think people are holding off listing properties while they're... Mm sort of watching and seeing what interest rates and all the government's promises do. Is there an element of people that you reckon are just hanging in there going let's just keep watching, let's just keep watching and then suddenly, bang, you're going to get an influx?
1: I think we may have already seen Seen that influx. Yeah. If you had asked me in December I would have said absolutely, Mm. 100% but we came out of the blocks very hot in January, February's looking very good as well and I also think the property market sort of like anything really, it's a bit self-fulfilling so you start to see a few more um, open home signs you start to see a few more you know um signs up for rent or yep. for sale and then you think oh hold up i, I didn't see oh, oh maybe there is a few or maybe i'll look online mm, and they're like true. oh my goodness there was more and then you start to think oh well, maybe we need to sell and maybe we need to move a bit quicker so i think that it's one of those things that yeah we are starting to see a few more transactions happening and so therefore people are talking about it a lot more and and but I, it'll be interesting i i think the interest rates you know it's money is quite expensive at the moment but w- there's been stability now for quite a long time, and so I think, and especially with BNZ, whether they've mm. got their crystal ball <laughs> shinier than my crystal ball, but you know they have actually dropped their interest rates, albeit marginally. But they are the first one to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a drop nevertheless. Mm-hmm. All right, so thinking back now, did you say nine years in this role? Oh,
1: yes, it's yeah. been nine years so all of
0: my sins. <laughs> what's been the biggest surprise, and it may not even be in the property side, it might be in the tech side or whatever, what's been your biggest sort of surprise or learning over your nine years, do you think?
1: Oh, yeah, I oh, I just, I do, you, you're probably right, it's the, the technology is phenomenal like you know just the growth and the change and how much it has evolved over over Mm. nine years Um, I wasn't quite at dial-up stage but I wasn't too far off it you know and I remember in the beginning where everything we did as a business had to be done out of a spreadsheet and done manually you know and now with APIs and you know people sending us information up to the minute in seconds that goes on after our site you know instantly I, I just I find that fascinating I mean I, I think that we used to this the site wasn't necessarily particularly pretty back then but then nobody's site was pretty because mm, we no. didn't know that UI and you know user interface and user experience was even a, a thing yeah and now to think that that was you know like that now that's that how different a placement of a button or a colour of a button mm. can make people do very different things. I think is really interesting. I think the way in which we search for property and how we've kind of evolved with the Google search and those types of things has been really interesting as well. Um, probably one of the one of the biggest surprises back in the in the property pa- well, firstly I didn't actually ever think I was going to yeah. love property this much. I mean, if you had it said to me nine years ago you'll still be at real estate, I'm like, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> but property just gets under your skin, and I think that. It, you know, if you learn to love something, it just doesn't feel like a job. And I know that sounds so cliche, mm. but I feel like I have the privilege of talking about something that I find so fascinating mm. every day. And I love going to barbecues and people. And my husband just looks at me and goes, oh God, here she goes. I'll come back in half an hour and let me know if you need saving. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but I think it's, it's fascinating because people in New Zealand, we have such a passion for it. And I love to be able to share that and learn that and understand that. I think it's great.
0: Have you ever talked to your parents or, or anyone in that sort of older generation about how they used to look for properties? I mean, I'm vague memories in, in my childhood of them looking in the, I think it was the Auckland Star or something in the classified section and then seeing the open homes that you could go to. I mean, how did they find property without Google and websites?
1: Oh, it's f- fantastic. It's really interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I remember um, as a you know young girl going, getting in the back of a Toyota Camry with a real estate agent and they'd drive us <laughs> yes, around. Yes, true, And
0: true. they would.
1: And yeah, for their sins, they'd have the cigarette out the yeah. window, you know, back in the back in the 80s. But you
0: couldn't escape either. They no, drove you couldn't. to They found you a property that you liked. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it was such <laughs> a different market then as well because it was very much a buyer's market. So there'd be 20 houses and mm. we would be the only only buyer for them, mm. you know, and so that was very, very different. Even thinking back to 2006, now we had 60,000 homes on our site then. So you think about that for, mm. a give or take, four and a half million population, maybe four million population, but then you think about today, we've got five and a half million population and there's only 20,000 homes, mm. you know, so that, you know, it's like a third of where we yeah. were 16 years ago. And, you know, and we've got lots of people coming in. I don't think our building's keeping up as much as it needs mm. to. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting. So, I, I don't think that a real estate agent would be able to drive us around in their cars. No. <laughs> their well, it, and
0: right. it wasn't just for sales. I remember being 18, moving out of home and jumping in the car with a property manager who yeah. stayed my property manager for many years. And she used to always say, oh, look, I've got this other one, jump in, and we'll go and have a look. And, yeah, you kind of attached yourself to that person. It was fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting how... Because it's very similar to banking, right? You used to have a person at the bank that you would talk to or you'd go and talk to a teller and now it's quite self-service on your phone. Thank
0: you, Beverly, for all the overdrafts. Yeah, I remember (laughs) her well. Yeah, but now, yeah, you wouldn't. Um, With all the data that you have, how important do you think it is for General Joe blogs to have a good handle on that data? Or is it about trusting experts like you and picking out the bits that are relevant to
1: them? I think it's a a little bit of both. I think... Data can be quite scary, but what I would say is... Just start, just start reading, ask questions, absolutely ask experts. And I, I liken these to property managers, to real estate agents. I mean, mortgage brokers are full of lots of wonderful information. Mm, definitely. You know, there are, I mean, there are seminars across the country that people can attend. And I'd say just go and be nosy at open homes. If you're looking to buy, go and pick up the sheet and look for what's of sale around um, the area. Look what things sold for. You start to get a bit of a flavor around oh, okay, I went to that open home three weeks ago and it's sold and now this house up the road is for sale but now you can, you know, a lot of real estate agents will have the sold information mm. in the in the open homes with them. Um, there is plenty of data on the likes of our site, realestate.co.nz in the, in the top banner. If you head to the real estate, it says Market Insights. It will tell you all the sold information. It will tell you the valuation information. It will tell you what we call Market Insights. So if you're interested in Sandringham or you're interested in Petoni or just search it and it will tell you for the last 10 years what's happened in that suburb, how many properties are for rent, what the average rental is, what the average asking price is. So, And again, I come back to... All of that might look really scary today, but if you just start having a nosy about, if you Mm. just start reading and then you ask some questions, I promise you, if I was chatting to you in April or May, you'd be like, oh, I learnt about this and I know about this. And it's like anything. If you're curious, I totally recommend. Finding all those data sources, have a nosy, ask questions and you'll become your own mini expert in your area, especially if you're like me, love a good open home, love chatting about what's <laughs> sold in the area. You know, then
0: just- goes home and gets the Excel spreadsheet out of <laughs> <a> it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> love it. All right. Pushing data aside now, tell us about realestate.co and yourself. What's, what's the goals for the rest of this year? Do you have anything sort of in your sights this year?
1: yeah I think we've um we've, as I said, we've got quite an interesting year around what's going to happen with all these legislative mm. changes, so making sure that we are upfront with what those are and what actually what they mean for consumers in either the investment side or first home buyer side. Um, we have got a lot of work around um, maybe a bit of clickbait here, but um you know we we are looking at ways in which we can help consumers find properties they're after, but also acknowledge the properties that perhaps they are not after. We're gonna be getting a lot of feedback from consumers on the website, both for rent and for sale, saying it would just be good if I can say, this house, I've looked at it on your website and it's just not for me. It might be too expensive, it might be that it's in the wrong location. And so how do they signal that on the website? Mm. So that's a feature that's gonna be rolled out in the next couple of weeks, which again, just phenomenal consumer research around please, can we just have something that will show me I'm not interested in this property? And again, how do we, what we're looking to do is then ask them for that feedback so that they can give it to property managers or give it to real estate agents so they can then share that with their investor or their... Um, or their vendor Mm. because that's what's important right is that if you've got if you're if there's an opportunity for you to get real-time market feedback and feedback is such a gift how do we then share that back with our industry because it is so important that we can be for the forefront of these pieces but make sure that the consumers are they're able to let's just say minimize that listing but how do we give it back to you in your wonderful industry
0: I love chatting to you because time always flies and you (laughs) blink and it's the final minute of our show. Mm.
1: Um,
0: Thank you so much for coming back in again. How can people get in touch with you? Find out about all this data. Where do people
1: head? Head to realestate.co.nz. I'm on the team page, um, but look, I'd love to chat with anyone. I'm on LinkedIn. Please search me out. I'm always happy to chat property
0: fantastic we'll get you back later in the year and check if that crystal ball paid off (laughs) and um, perhaps chat again once some of this legislation and things are firmed up and then we get a bit of Better sense of where we're heading.
1: That would be wonderful. I'd yeah. love that.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Vanessa and the team at realestate.co.nz. If you'd like to come on the show or if you've got any questions for future guests, etc., email us property matters at barfoot.co.nz. Remember you can check out past episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, Samsung Podcasts, or pretty much wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. I hope your drive home is a good one. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a fabulous week. Catch you next week.